literally over halfway through November. So all you Grinches out there, get fucked because it's Christmas. <laughs> Although we're still Grinches because we haven't started our Christmas episodes Look, yet. We're just being reflective of the humans. <laughs> sounded more like a robot in my life. So, <laughs> many hu- so many humans get upset when it's like, okay, we'll start Christmas now. And they're mm. like, no, it's going to be the 1st of December. Or some lunatics who are like, and that's still too soon. And you're oh, like, that's not too soon. Like, well, you have no joy in your life. So Dude, if you were up for it for getting Christmas stuff going now, I'd get it going, but you just sort of wouldn't keep us going till Christmas. Oh, <laughs> it won't, it won't. So we're but here. don't worry, there is a Christmas season. <laughs> Um, I'm Marsha. I'm Katie. This isn't the Christmas season. It's not. I did not set you up well. This one's not the Christmas season. We've got some shit to keep us going. we got some straight up filler. But as filler goes, it's pretty fucking weird. I like it. The book I'm reading for Christmas is 98% filler. Oh, really? Boring conversations. <laughs> Which we shall be skipping. Yeah. Um, we are going to be looking at Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka. Oh. Fascinating. I must apologise quickly. Mm. Um, we're drinking hot um, festive chai tea, naturally. Mm. I'm drinking spiced orange. All right. <laughs> um, but it's very hot and it's very nice, so I'm sorry when you hear this. Oh, that's the fucking worst, man. That's apologies. <laughs> anyway, oh, Franz Kafka. No, born... I've got something else to say about drinking. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, this is a drinking podcast now. Alcohol <laughs> one? No, just a general swallowing of liquid. Yeah, so you have this problem too, I think. <laughs> It's only with like water, really, and it's normally like the first or last drink before. It's the last drink before bed, yeah. but you have to get your top lip in the water, <laughs> yeah. so you get a soggy upper lipper. Yeah, a soggy upper lip. <laughs> yeah, and um, I didn't realise this wasn't how everyone drank until yeah, I started going not. out with Ross. Yeah, until you started kissing boys, and then you're like, <laughs> and then you're like, like why is your lip wet? Like, why are you gross? Because so often Joe's like, oh, you slobbered on me. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just water. And then he's like, oh, why is there so much? But, so I, so we have that issue where we have to get our upper lip wet when we have our good night drink. I think it's most drinks for me. I don't do it like tea because no. it burns. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't do most it like a lemonade because it'd be sticky. I don't really realise I'm doing it. So that's why I'm erring that I might be doing it with other well, things. I, I think I do it with all water. But, um... Yeah. Anyway, I know mm. a song about my boyfriend. He gulps really loudly, but it's really cute because it just mm. sounds like, you know, like when like a toddler's like, mm, 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 it's like, <laughs> you're so sweet. Oh, no. <laughs> just the cutest little bun that ever there was gulping down your gulpies. He's like, swallow quiet. <laughs> but no. we'll let, we'll let that. We'll it's, let cute. It <laughs> it's cute. Wet lips. <laughs> cute wet lips. Yeah, to be fair. I don't think you can get too bitchy. I, I can get too bitchy about that. So like, well, I don't slobber my liquid all over your face. Fair point. I said that to Ross and I was like, is that not how you drink? And my boyfriend has a very bushy moustache. And like, he was like, yeah. obviously not. I'd be dripping. Yeah. I was like, fine. We used to have a schnauzer um, oh. who, if people don't know, is a type of dog which classically has a lot of beard and moustache. A great big bushy beard. Yeah. And when she had a drink, She'd soak the whole fucking house. <laughs> She'd come and put her like head in your lap and you'd be like, thanks. You're dripping for days. Oh, she, she was never dry, that oh, dog. No, oh, her face went a bit moldy because of it. Yeah, it was not a good, good look for her. Uh, yeah, m- m- moving, moving, moving up. up, moving up. up. Franz Kafka. He was born to a... Did she ever soak up a lip? Um, well... Maybe. <laughs> You'll see. Um, so, Franz Kafka was born to a German speaking Jewish family in Prague in the 1800s. Okay. And 
I, I listened to a podcast about him a little while ago and I forgot about most of it. So then I uh, looked up some stuff today. But the major themes that seem to be coming up, yes, the major themes, this is a Christmas major. podcast. Yay! <laughs> the major of themes uh, that came up were that his dad was a jock and Franz was a skinny little boy. So they had major beef. And um, I want to say, like, when you say jock, you mean like football lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. And um, yeah, it was, it was like a big, like imposing character. And the dad felt his son was a bit of a failure because he was all skinny and a bit shit. And Toxic masculinity. There apparently is like a published letter that Kafka wrote to his dad. It's just basically like, you're a fucking cunt. <laughs> it's like, you're a big bully. Dear father. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's just basically like, Kafka. like you're a big bully essentially, and I feel that you were horrible and you've like ruined everything. Love your ever loving son. Lots of love, Kafka. 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 Um, uh, he also had three sisters, which is interesting to bear in mind when uh, we get all the way through metaphor metamorphosis metamorphosis. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm going to say massive. I don't know. I, this might not be a spoiler because I don't hmm. actually know this play. Is he, tr- like, interested in trans? Is that his vibe? Like, is that what we're going in for? No. <laughs> okay. I just thought, because we're upsetting, and I was like, interesting, because kind if of there's a demise. trans reading on this play, I think that's really fucking offensive. I'd like to clarify, I do not know this play, so if that was offensive... <laughs> when you hit the first line, you'll be like, I take everything back. <laughs> like I say, I don't know this play... So if I thought it caused offence, it was an ignorance, and I'm sorry. Um, he had a few engagements through his life, but nothing lasted, especially after he was diagnosed with tuberculosis mm. at 34. That's what I was going to say. He might have had a sweaty, uh, wet up a lip. Might have had a runny nose and shit. I don't know, coffin. Um, and in He'll his be in a coffin. Maybe. Um, in his last engagement, I think he met this woman like when he went to like some kind of beach house thing to like breathe pure air because of all the tuberculosis and he met should this... have spent some time on the continent <laughs> on the continent and he met this um woman who was a lot younger than him and um, they ended up for well they, they, they do and this is like a repeated like pattern with him anyway um and um he took her back to prague and she was basically like his carer and then he was like to her dad like oh can i have permission to marry her and his dad and her dad was like no, no, you're really old and you're dying and then the podcast i listened to made it sound like and then kafka died and the dad was like Case and fucking point. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, like... Derek gets a note back saying, like, I'm so sorry, but your letter never reached him in time. He's already dead. Mm. Fucking yeah. yeah. That's why I said no. <laughs> like, problem resolved. <laughs> yeah, like, it's my point, mate. So, um, yeah, he uh, died at 41. So 34 was like seven years like after being diagnosed uh, with tuberculosis, which was a complete death sentence back then. So he yeah. knew, like, yeah, he knew his days was numbered. Um, he worked full time as an insurance clerk throughout his life, um, which only left him time to write in the evenings. And he would often get in from work and go to sleep immediately and then wake up in, so he could write throughout the night. I have a question. Yeah. When did he fit in dinner? <laughs> My priorities. I've seen some pictures of him. He's pretty skinny. It's always a fucking skinny one, isn't it? Well, um, he was pretty, like, unrenowned throughout his life. Uh, Didn't have much notoriety, except among um, Prague's, like, kind of, like, intellectuals and, like, writers of the age. And um, upon his death, he asked his friend Max Brod to burn all of his work. But instead, Max uh, collated them to make a book. And um, it's a lot highly offensive. Well, the thing is, Max Max insists that if Kafka actually wanted them destroyed, he would have asked his girlfriend at the time to do it or one of their other mates, and he was like, and they would have acquiesced. They would have like, yeah, absolutely, we will burn those. He was like, I was a really weird option because Kafka knew if he gave them to me, 
I'd be publishing those bad boys. But I'm, I'd be very interested to see the um, profit line of this. <laughs> but also, I could mm. like just see Kafka as well. Like, is it gonna sell so much better? Like, burn them. Yeah, They're horrible. <laughs> Trying to publish them, yeah. dreamy. <laughs> it's gonna be so much more popular after I'm dead. It's gonna give that extra edge. So it looks so modest as well. Yeah. Like, oh no, it's not even good. <laughs> I wanted it, but. <laughs> But Max is like, no, it's just a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> He's just in his going like, oh, me, shy. No. So, Franz Kafka is known for his anti-capitalist and anti-establishment views and uh, just being really fucking well, surreal. Have you heard the phrase, like, Kafka-esque? I thought you said we're going to say this phrase surreal and I was like, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's not a phrase, that's a word. <laughs> you ever heard of the word two? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Comes after one. <laughs> that's why it. I gave you a weird look. I was like, Obviously. 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 But have you heard of Kafkaesque? Possibly. It's it just means when everything's like a fucking fever dream. <laughs> oh, I know someone. Oh, what's his fucking name? The guy Sounds who. Kafka. Yeah. The guy who did Gummo. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Do oh yeah, his is quite Kafkaesque. Yeah. Just everything's his... like dystopian nightmare. Yeah. And spoony and weird yeah. and gross. So, yeah, I've written his characters called... are just like fucking spoony. Like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, the chairs. I can't remember who it's written by now. I mean, it's not this, but I think it may have similar letters because it's not Anthony Horowitz. Mm. But I think it just has similar letters, so that's the name that I'm seeing in my head. <laughs> he didn't write the chairs, but there's a play called The Chairs, which mm. is very much this. Mm. But that's not a very know. interesting contribution to conversation. <laughs> there's another one that's like that. <laughs> yes. So, case in point about things being fucking weird, and also um, you saying, is this something to do with trans? <laughs> Like, I'd like to reiterate again. It could do not be know the story. I mean, it could be world... just how people are very offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same way how um, To Kill a Mockingbird was considered to be a <gasps> educational, educational oh. and race. And it's like, no, it's no, just racist. That's <laughs> just racist. Do you want to know the first line of the book? Go on then. When Gregor Sansa awoke one morning from troubled dreams, he found himself changed into a monstrous cockroach in his bed. Oh dear. Did you not even know it was about a guy turning into a cockroach? So, a giant cockroach. There is a film called The Fly. Yes. And I get these things confused. <laughs> and then I think, no, that's The Fly. And I think this is something else. Yes. So that's probably where, I've, where it's come from. It right. makes sense. Right. Um, it goes on to say, his numerous legs, pathetically frail by contrast to the rest of him, waved feebly before his eyes. Gross. Just Can you gross. imagine? Walking into your mate's room in the morning, like, hi mate, major cup of tea, and there's a fucking cockroach, and you're like, kill Gi- it, kill it, kill giant it! Giant cockroach. Disgusting. I like, think I'd stop living. It's so gross. So, um, Gregor kind of wakes up and he's like, shit. Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> not how I imagined my Tuesday to begin, I'll Literally, be he looks around the room, he's like, well, it is a human room. <laughs> Just like, if it was a bug room, it would kind of make sense. <laughs> my first thought. I'm not going to be able to wear my watch today, am I? On these little stick arms. <laughs> little flimsy. Nothing to hold on with. We say this. This is pretty much what goes on. So, um, to be fair, sounds reasonable. <laughs> so we learn that Gregor Sansa is uh, working as a travelling salesman. And he's just sort of looking about his room at this point and his stuff. And he's not really losing his shit that he's a fucking massive bug. But he looks at... <laughs> well, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? But he does look at the raindrops on the window. And that makes him feel quite melancholy. Again, not the fact he's a fucking... Cockroach. I can imagine his therapist being like, it wasn't about the raindrops, was it? <laughs> it's not about the raindrops, is it, Kafka? <laughs> no, it's a 
it was a big horrible bug. Could you like being a bug and my little pathetic arm? Could you like it? He wonders if he goes back to sleep if it'll all just go away and he'll wake up and it'll all be forgotten, like me. Um and, <laughs> when in doubt, I'll take a power nap. Yeah, and he's like, Well, I'll just roll over and get comfortable, but it's quite hard and logistically difficult to get around as a cockroach. Oh, I'd be pissed. <laughs> you know when like you're stuck you know when like you're sharing a bed with someone and yeah. you're like stuck in a position because they're kind of mm. lying on you and you're like, yeah. I need to adjust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kill you. <laughs> move, move. And then you probably wake up because so you have to think about it. Yeah, no. that's nice. um, <laughs> This is nightmarish. <laughs> so he's trying to move around to get comfortable and he's got like a pain in his side. And then he's kind of noting like, oh, it's my job as a travelling salesman is very strenuous. Maybe that's the reason for the pain. Maybe like, it's because you had a fucking cock Literally. Maybe because you, something weird's gone on, Gregor. Look at the like, situation. Stop trying to find reason. You're a cockroach. <laughs> this bit's disgusting. And then he's got like an itchy bit on his abdomen and um, he finds it and he realises that it's covered in loads of little white spots. And so he gets one of his legs and he tries to scratch it, but the sensation makes him shudder. So he stops. I'm like, you what's on you why are you here what do cockroaches have maggots i don't know all just like scent glands is it like a, an erogenous zone and like sorry <laughs> <laughs> i really shouldn't have set the mic off in that position um but ew what why why and why is there that level of deep so i mean it's not like does this contribute to the story? Just later on, he's like, oh, lucky I have my white flexible spots. white spots. To... Uh, that make me shudder. <laughs> that make me shudder. That'll save me. Do you know what I mean? It's all like, is that relevant detail that we need? It's just gross. Yeah. Like, all we need to know is that he's gross. <laughs> um, I'm 20 pages in. I'm just going to put it out there. He's gross. He's really If you're attracted gross. to him right now, you've got problems. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting, mate. Um, so he thinks all of this, him turning into a cockroach, must be due to all the early starts he has to have for work. Like, I mean, we're all tired, Gregor. <laughs> like, we all feel. It's quite, quite an opening line to your books, isn't it? Like, I'm not going to come in today or ever again. I'm, I need to work from like 10 p- ten a.m. now. Oh, really? Why? I turned into a cockroach. And it's because I have to get up early. Um, oh, so I haven't really heard of that happening before. Sorry, I just gotta say because it's cozy. Mm. You can see like the misty like line on the windows, Ooh. and it looks like all misty and warm. Misty and warm. Much cold, really. Yeah, just how uh, Gregor Samsa likes his rooms. Mm. Um, um, so he notes like when he's thinking about how early he has to get into work, how other people at his workshop late, and then sometimes when he gets back from like his first round of like selling shit, they're having like a leisurely breakfast, and then he's like, "Lol, what if I tried doing that?" And basically, that like, his boss would lose his shit if Gregor ever attempted to have the same kind of relaxed attitude so you're kind of finding out that he gets a bit shit on shit shitted on at work I read a thing I think it's right don't hurt yourself <laughs> I think it's what told me anyway it's like, like establish like your working ethic early because that's kind of what you'll get like oh a, how you get treated yeah. from that point on ah so you're like a people pleaser yeah mm. so I always make quite a point to always be like to have my lunch break because I'm like I'm not not having my lunch break yeah. that's an hour I don't get paid to be here yeah. so I will always take my lunch break Yeah. Like, obviously if a child's dying that's fine but I'm like I'm establishing that I will be having a lunch break it's like um my flatmate mm. um she was saying that her work has flexi hours mm. but so as long as you're in between the like the core hours of 10 and 4 you're meant to be able to do what you want and then she asked her boss because loads of people don't ask and she was like 
do you have to ask or can like you know if I wake up one morning and just feel like I fancy starting at 10 today is that okay because that's like what everyone else does and her boss was like well obviously we need to have someone in like at nine and someone in at the end of the day and then she was kind of like so I'm just going to get a little bit shit on here aren't I because I'm the last person everyone else just does what they want because they think I'm doing the traditional nine to five kind of thing yeah and uh, it's like hmm I suppose so. It's like, well, we're going to have to have a fucking chat about this, aren't we? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, that's not really fair that everyone right. else gets to do flexi hours because old Muggins is over here, is it? Yeah, All that's right. bullshit. So yeah, she needed a chat. Anyway. Um, oh yeah, we then find out that Gregor puts up with all this bullshit at work because he's paying off his parents' debts to the company and they're too kind of like old and feeble and can't work and his sister's too young. So he's hoping through working really hard he can support the family and pay off all their debts. Capitalism. We are within the next five or six years. And he's already been working there like five years. It's a long time. Yeah, eh? it's like a prison sentence to pay yeah. it all off. And But if it wasn't for all of this, he'd tell his boss to bugger off, essentially. Bug her off. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. <laughs> um, anyway, he's like, oh, anyway, I best put a pin in all this anger and get up promptly because um, my train leaves at five. At five? So, no. So I think at the moment I'm pretty damn happy with my job. Like, I work 8.30 till 5. Five yeah. days a week and I get holidays as well. I was chatting to one of the maintenance men mm. and I can't remember how it came up. I think I asked, like, oh, what time do you have to start? Because he mentioned about cleaning in the morning. Yeah. He starts at, like, six. He gets up at, like, four in the morning every day. And what I'm time like, is he working till? He, oh, his, their hours are weird. It's sort of like they work, like, six to ten. Yeah. And then, like... Go home, have a break. Yeah, and then, like, three Come back to and you... seven or whatever it is. Oh, I don't like split shifts. I don't either. I think they're, shit. I think they're a terrible way to live your life. You yeah. end up, like, just living for work. Exactly. I was like... That hurts. Yeah. And every time he sees me, I'm like, I was up at four. And I'm like, Ugh. Just it kind of makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> projectile vomit everywhere. Yeah. But anyway, he's like, I best get out quickly because I've got to get my train. It leaves at five. One, disgustingly early. Two, Gregor, you're a fucking monstrous bug. Call in sick. <laughs> no one wants to see- Imagine getting onto the train, like, but it's always crowded in the morning oh. and seeing a lot of cockroach. Like, well, I'm calling in sick. Yeah, different. I'm being sick. No. Yeah. So he- no one worked today. Why not? There was a massive well. bug on the train. That's not really... It was... I'm I took a picture. Six, but... <laughs> yeah, oh. Disgusting. It'll be on the news. Turn the news on. Yeah. <laughs> so he looks at the alarm clock. Top <laughs> no. He looks at the alarm clock. It's quarter to seven. Oh no, he's late. Oh no, no. How long were you lying there? Were you like touching your weird white spots? <laughs> well, I kind of liked it. Um, so he tries to get up, um, but he's all flaily with his little legs. He's all stuck on his back, and he's like, "My alarm." set for four and he's like how the fuck did I sleep through it he's like well Hmm? Can can he hear as a bug? Can cockroaches hear? Well, he can hear, yeah. Um, the next train is at seven, so he's like, oh, if I rush, I can get it. And he's thinking um, one of his colleagues gets the same train as him, and that colleague will have reported to the boss that Gregor wasn't on the train because he's a real job's worth. What can? <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, he just worships him and follows him around, so fuck's sake. And then the boss will be suspicious because Gregor hasn't taken a day off in five years. Well, you've earned a sabbatical by now, haven't you, Gregor? So I think that's okay, but he's like, no, he won't believe that I'm ill. So then Gregor thinks that the boss will send the company doctor out who will rebuke his parents for having an idle son and he concludes that oh, I really am fine I'm just a bit sleepy and that's ridiculous you I mean I've like slept until quarter to seven in fact I'm actually quite hungry so I just got grab some breakfast and I'll get off to work you're a bug <laughs> got it got to admire this guy's determination to do a job <laughs> so next he hears his mum knock gently on the door and she asks really mildly like um Gregor Shouldn't you have already left for work? 
and uh, Gregor goes to reply, but notices um, that his voice um, over <laughs> over his voice. He says there are normal like words, but over the voice, there's kind of like this incessant squeaking and like beetly noise. Disgusting. And so he's not sure his mum will be able to understand. But he basically goes, oh, "I'm I'm getting up," and the mum kind of shuffles off, and he was like. Mm, hope she understood that. And then next, his dad realizes that he's still at this home. This is a play, isn't it? It's a play as well. Yeah, it's I'd not written as a script. It's so performed. spoony and like everyone's so weird. I actually did it at college as a play, but did I don't remember s- it that well. Did you see anyone like performing it? I think I've watched. Um, who's the guy? I think Gary Oldman. Probably no. he's weird. I get him in confused. a good way. He's a good actor. No, Tim Roth. For some reason, I get Gary. Tim Oldman. Roth would be a very good cockroach. That's yeah. I'm telling it. No, that's that's Timothy Spaulding. Tim Roth, um, he's just in very spoony shit. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Tim Roth does a metamorphosis. Oh, Tim Roth, um, do you know um, Pulp Fiction at the beginning with Honey Bunny? The guys, uh, yeah. that's Tim Roth, the I, male I robber. See it, yeah, yeah, Maybe I think so. Don't comfort me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Comfort. Okay, comfort me if I'm wrong. So you don't have to know everyone. Yes, you don't. (laughs) So yeah, and then his dad comes up and bangs feebly on the door, and it's kind of it's a bit of an oxymoron, isn't it? I know. So like, (laughs) I think the dad's kind of like, I'm a big man, but I'm so old. Gregor, get up, get up, (laughs) make us money. And then um, he hears his sister. So there's kind of I've actually looked up like a floor plan of this because Mm. when Kafka's kind of like, and then they were in this room and in this room, like, dude, how does this all fucking marry up? But imagine there's, um, what's his name? Gregor's, Gregor's room, and then to the side of the room is his sister's room, mm. and then there's another empty room on the other side. Kind of unsure whose room that is, and then it kind of backs Gregor's room. It kind of backs onto the living room area. Um, so yeah, he hears his sister in the room next to him, like whispering, um, uh, "I've lost my place." Oh, she goes, "Oh, Gregor, are you not well? Can I bring you something?" And just coming, Gregor says slowly, so his words aren't obscured by being a fucking huge cockroach. He's like, just coming. <laughs> Disgusting. Hey, all right, you will. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think I'm fucking good. Well, I don't think I'm all right. <laughs> so his dad shuffles off and his sister whispers um, if he can open the door, please. And uh, Gregor is thankful that when he was working as a travelling salesman, he like always like locks his door. It's just like a habit he's gotten into. So he was like, thank fuck they can't come in here. So he decides to get up slowly, dress, have breakfast and think about what the fuck to do. <laughs> gonna have breakfast in it i like how the thing i'm focusing on here is like he has breakfast in his room uh, or he's gonna come out of his room and have breakfast with the family he's gonna get dressed how? <laughs> how? How? Like, gregor honey i think you're missing the bigger picture <laughs> oh and then he kind of concludes whatever he does he mustn't loaf about in bed well because that's the big problem here i mean i might be a cockroach but let's not be lazy about it i love to be lazy in bed it's the best. <laughs> so he's trying to rock himself like out of bed like bring up some momentum sounds like when fun he imagine hit... watching that Ugh, mm. gross. <gasps> when he hears a knock at the door and it's the chief clerk from his oh, business fuck off. <laughs> fuck off it's like now i don't even think it's quarter past seven yet like and they've sent the chief clerk and gregor's a bit like why the fuck does only the chief clerk need to be? Only his, you know, bespoke expertise could be needed for the situation. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine if, like, yeah, you messed up, but you're two hours late for work. He's not even two hours, so that was his train. The business starts at seven. My face just fell. <laughs> what? Can you imagine if you rocked up, like, 15 minutes late, if you were 15 minutes late to work, and you're 
boss like fucking turned mm. to me and like where are you but like fuck off and fuck off fuck off fuck off fuck off fuck off <laughs> like this is stalking this is yeah. really weird like, why do you know where i live yeah disgusting so and, and this thing, i swear this like gives me anxiety about like calling in sick i'm like and now like the, the, they'll analyze am i even really sick like they don't give a shit and if they do give a shit they'll fuck off ah. so anyway yeah he's literally 10 minutes wait to, late for work and someone's fucking showing up at the door anxiety terrible yeah. so gregor carries on trying to rock himself out of bed whilst um, the clerk's kind of chatting to his parents and he's worried when he rolls off the side it will make like a massive like crash and everyone's like what the fuck was that but so it's just a cockroach just a cockroach don't worry. i got it but because he's all legs and gross now it's more of a soft oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the ch- uh, the chief clerk hears it and he's kind of like something fell over in there and so the chief clerk approaches the door how weird do you have to also be to hear like you know the equivalent of a glass falling over yeah. not smashing just like falling on carpet noise mm. yeah and be like something fell over like, well yeah but I, I got a big ass and it hits things <laughs> I get the imp- you know when this is a dream when you want to like when there's you know when you have a dream and you just want to achieve something and everyone's getting in your fucking way yeah. and so like, I just you know it's, need to chill or go to work and this way did you drop something oh just Fuck off, everyone just give me some fucking space. Like, I am working on it. Yes, Jesus, stop focusing on, like, inconsequential details. <laughs> so, um, Gregor... Um, <laughs> and that and man's journey just trying to get to work. <laughs> Literally. So, the chief clerk, like, is approaching the door and Gregor decides he's just going to have to talk to the clerk and explain the situation. And perhaps even the chief clerk has found himself in a similar situation before now. I mean, who has? I'm waking up as a cockroach <laughs> once or twice. And the chief clerk's just like... Um, um, I'm gonna sign you off. Like, Gregor, no one's woken up as a cockroach, babe. Like, I don't think it could happen. I mean, it's happened to me. Like, Gregor, you need some time off. Yeah. Paid time Paid off. Paid time just to relax, or oh, he should be so lucky. Yeah. Um, so, this is, yeah. So, like I said, Kafka's very visual. So, you've got like the sister on in her room on one side, and his father and mother in the room on the other side, and then the chief clerk approaching his doors, like, so, like, behind mm. his room, if you're like sitting at the audience. And so, he's being like spoken to from all sides by all of them. So, it's very like trapped, like claustrophobic. Yeah. And again, everyone just fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah, really understood how they'd stage this. Yeah. I like that. I wish I could remember more about what we did, but I can't. So the chief clerk um, calls out to him, but then his mother starts trying to placate the clerk. And um, so the clerk goes, Good morning, Mr. Samsa, called in a cheery voice of the chief clerk. He's not feeling well, Gregor's mother interjected to the chief clerk. While his father was still talking by the door, he's not feeling well, believe me, chief clerk. How otherwise could Gregor miss the train? You know that boy has nothing but work in his head. It almost worries me that he never goes out on his evenings off. He's been in the city now for the past week and he's spent every evening at home. He sits at the table quietly reading the newspaper or studying the railway timetable. What a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds to me like he could do with getting a personality. (laughs) Maybe you turn into a crowd because you're so fucking boring. His only hobby is a little occasional woodwork in the past two or three evenings he's carved a little picture frame i think you'll be surprised by the workmanship he's got it up Mom, on shut up. <laughs> shut up it's fucking embarrassing he's got it up on the wall in well, his room off. you'll see it the instant gregor opens the door you have no idea how happy i am to see you chief clerk by ourselves we would never have been able to induce gregor to open the door he's so obstinate and i'm sure he's not feeling well even we though didn't even ask I didn't even ask Literally. You said about your story getting up, and I said yes, and I went, not even open the door. Like, Sorry, did you fucking ask? Literally. Like, 
I suppose his sister's been like, can you open the door? But she's whispered it. They don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, even though he told us he was fine. All right, mum, fuck off. Well, sorry, what are you contributing to the family? Like, sorry. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> I'm just coming. <laughs> Gregor said slowly. <laughs> I'm just coming. <laughs> um... Gregor said slowly and deliberately, not stirring so as not to miss a single word of the conversation outside. I'm sure you're right, madam, said the chief clerk. I only hope it's nothing serious. Though again, I have to say that, unhappily or otherwise, we business people often find ourselves in the position of having to set aside some minor ailment in the greater interest of our work. Fuck off. How is that like? You might feel like shit, but work comes first, as I'm sure you can all agree. Like, fuck off. Sure, can you imagine if you were the mum in this situation? You'd be like, oh, you sent him to like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, literally. <laughs> fuck off. Um, so can we admit, admit the chief clerk now? Asked his impatient father, knocking on the door again. No. no. You can tell him to fuck off. No, said Gregor. In the left-hand room, there was now an awkward silence, while on the right, his sister began to sob. <laughs> this is all right. so dramatic. All right, all right. You are annoying, like, to the guys in the hallway. Mm. You! What's your fucking problem? What's your problem? Are you a massive cockroach in there too? <laughs> Did you know this would happen? Did you do this? <laughs> Is that why you wanted to come in so we could confide in our cockroach in <laughs> Did you turn into something else? Are you a grasshopper? <laughs> Sister. Greta or Greet, I'm not sure you pronounce it. <laughs> I mean, what are you? <laughs> he basically concludes that everyone could just calm the fuck down. Can we all just calm down? I think if anyone's got a right to be stressed right now, it's the giant fucking cockroach. I may. What's that, Gregor? Nothing. <laughs> so he kind of um, is like, I think the best thing, obviously just thinking because he can't really say this, but the best thing would be for everyone just to leave me alone and I can't be fired for taking to my bed for a day. I want to stage this. <laughs> In the most uncomfortable, ridiculous, over-the-top, huge cockroach um, costume. But I need Mad- um, Professor Sprout to play Gregor. <laughs> she's just so like, oh, fuck off. Like, <laughs> Well, the thing is, he's very like m- more like placated than me being like, fuck off. The, the thing, I want him to like be very like well into it. Oh. No, she she's like, got a very mm. well-spoken voice. Yeah. But I'm just coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, she would be really good. <laughs> She'd be excellent. I want this. <laughs> Um, she's got a new TV series she in the has yeah, oh, yeah. It's quite good. I can't remember what her real name is anyway her real name's Miriam that's it but I don't know her last name I couldn't just say I need Miriam <laughs> to play I need Miriam to come in it. <laughs> Miriam Spratt <laughs> to be fair, it's a solid name. So he's like, yeah, they can't fire me for being ill for a day. Like, come the fuck along. So everyone should just calm down and just leave me alone to deal with being a fucking bug. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> so um, then the chief clerk says, Mr. Sampsa, the chief clerk now called out loudly, what's the matter? You've barricaded yourself into your room. You give us one word answers. You cause your parents grave and needless anxiety. It's- Half seven in the morning. Oh. I'm like, can you not survive without me? <laughs> go away. <laughs> um, and this, just by the by, you're neglecting your official duties in a quite unconscionable way. I have not had a day off in five years. I'm going to come out there and crush you to death with my fucking cockroach <laughs> body lass. I am talking to you on behalf of your parents and the director. Sorry, are you my fucking school teacher? Yeah. Am I five? Are do you I my need, dad? Like, do Father? I need to come out and, like, hurt you? And now I ask you in all seriousness for a prompt and full explanation. Fuck off. 
<laughs> you want a prompt full explanation? <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. I'll be out in a minute, but no, fuck off. Just give me a day in bed. Fuck off. <laughs> there we go. Don't need to explain myself to you. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. I must say, I'm astonished. I'm astonished. Fuck off. I taken you for a quiet and sensible individual. <laughs> fuck off. I just imagine Miriam. Also, the costume has to be actually hard for her to move in. Yeah. I'm sorry, Miriam. But um, you have to be. It has to be an actual really big struggle. Um, and I just imagine her at this point, just on the other side of the door, like, fuck. <laughs> I take you for a quiet and sensible individual, but you seem set on indulging a bizarre array of moods. Sorry. What moods am I showing? <laughs> I haven't said actually... I'm I literally said I'm coming. You've had five seconds of conversation. You're like, you're not out yet. So I'm like, I still have my dick out. Literally. I'm missing on my trousers. Do do you want to see my dick? Just give me a fucking minute, pal. (laughs) Um, This morning, the director suggested a possible reason for your missing your train. It was to do with the authority to collect payments recently entrusted to you. But I practically gave him my word of honour that that couldn't be the explanation. Now, though, in view of your baffling obstinacy, I'm losing all inclination to speak up on your behalf. And your position is hardly the most secure. I had originally come... Five years of hard work and my position isn't secure because I had one day off. Yeah. I'm going to break your neck. Well, well, well. Um, I had originally... very violent, apparently. (laughs) If my boss ever listens to this, you're very nice. (laughs) I had originally come with the intention of telling you as much in confidence. But as you seem to see fit to waste my time, I really don't know why your parents shouldn't get to hear... Invited you. <laughs> I really don't get to see why your parents shouldn't get to hear about it as well. Your performances of late have been extremely unsatisfactory. I literally be like, you can fuck it, you can so fucking do one. I'm yeah. never coming back, you abusive fuck. I'm going to eat you. I'm going to sit on you. It's admittedly not the time of year for the best results. We freely concede that. But a time of year for no sales, that doesn't exist in our calendars, Mr. Samsa. And that mustn't. You done? <laughs> so gregor shifts and starts saying it's all a massive misunderstanding <laughs> and that the clerk hasn't seen the latest sales that have come in and then he says um he was fine yesterday or actually maybe he did feel a little bit unwell and felt that he really was coming down with something and why oh why didn't he let work know the possibility that he could be ill but he will be out momentarily and um yes and that you know this is amazing and i'll be out in a minute <sighs> and then he starts trying to unlock the door and then he's yeah he's trying to do it with like his mouth but he hasn't got any teeth and it's all just hard and he's kind of like grabbing it and then he's thinking as he opens it he's like well, if I open the door and they all freak the fuck out, then, you know, that's a legitimate reason for them to leave me the fuck alone. I can just relax. Yeah. Or if they're all just chill, then I can just get back to my life and we can all just fucking relax again. So yeah. either way, we can chill. And um, at least we'll all be on the same page. So he's trying to like get over to the door and the clerk's just like, did anyone get a word of that? <laughs> like, what was that noise? And he's like, do you think he's pulling our leg? And then the mum's like, no, he's not pulling the legs. Oh, he must be really, really ill. Oh my God, what if he's so ill in there and we're just tormenting him? A little. A little bit, a little bit. And then, um, yeah, so she starts calling through Gregor's room. So she's on one side to Gregor's sister. It's spelled G-R-E-T-E. So I'm not sure if it's Greet or Greta. 
I think that's Greet, but Greet. I don't know. Okay, I think it might be Greet as well. So she starts calling through, we'll call her Greet, starts calling through to Greet to go and fetch the Doctor and a locksmith so they can um, help Gregor. And so Greet runs off and uh, Gregor at this point is kind of like, I mean, when did she even have time to get fucking dressed? She was crying. <laughs> I thought you were up. a cockroach too. <laughs> yeah. Traitor. Traitor. Because it's just me. Fucking I asshole. thought we were in this together, great. <laughs> great, great. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking so angry. So he hears Grigo running off. And then Gregor. scuttling. Fucking, <laughs> I'm so jealous of her feet. <laughs> Gregor sets on getting himself across the room and <clears> up to the lock. And he keeps hurting himself on things and scratching it and yeah, uh, you're fragile uh, and he notices that his feet have like this sticky secretion coming out gross. of them gross Not the wall <laughs> and he um he grabs hold of the lock with um his hard mouth and he tries to turn it and then he starts noticing that this brown liquid is coming out of his mouth oh. so it's obviously hurting it's just fucking disgusting and then he, as he's doing it they're kind of like oh i can hear he's trying to open the door and he's sort of thinking like you should be shouting words of encouragement to me <laughs> this is so hard and he nearly blacks out and he's kind of like drifting off he has the click of the lock and it's on it opens and so and they're like oh he's unlocked it and now he's trying to maneuver himself around so he's opened one door it's actually a double set of doors but he's oh. only unlocked one and um, so he's trying to maneuver himself around the door um so that he can emerge and they can see him but they can't see him yet and then so he's kind of like half out and his head's kind of facing the wrong way and it's all awkward and he just hears the um clerk go oh <laughs> And shrink back in terror and he turns round and sees the clerk and um, his mother just sinks to the floor amidst her skirts and drops her head to her chest and then the father just starts sobbing loudly behind like his fists in his eyes what a fucking entrance <laughs> see what you will I know how to make an entrance <laughs> and Gregor turns to the clerk and makes a very very long speech about how he will be on his way presently and just needed a bit of time to remember that being ill is nothing that can't be surmounted by going to work you're like it just needed a minute and that he really likes his work and he's not stubborn and isn't capitalism just tickety boo and of course like can I can I suck your willy as well yes. as you've come all this way literally, literally. and that um, oh um, it's because he's not in the office very much to defend himself that other people are bad mouthing his work and what he's doing and it's like you must understand as a travelling salesman that it's very hard you know I might come back to the office and I might think oh what's he been doing what have you working very very hard Mr Chief Clerk and I can't let you leave here until you at least show me some indication that you see my point of view and of course like, I she... see that you're a fucking um, brown nose <laughs> well, I see that you're a terrifying insect clacking at me all I see mate is that you are a cockroach <laughs> yeah that's all you had to say it's fine it's fine like... just don't Come near me. Don't touch me. So the clerk is just creeping slowly towards the door fair whilst enough. Gregor is just... I mean, the, the clerk's a cunt, but fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Gregor is making no sense either. He is just a giant, terrifying cockroach just clacking well, at him. Well, at least by this point, they're like, well, at least... Gregor didn't show up to work because he got killed by a cockroach. <laughs> yeah, literally. Can't be mad at a guy for that. <laughs> so Gregor thinks, I can't let that clerk leave here in his current state of mind. Kill him! Kill him, Gregor! Kill him! So he wishes his sister was back because the chief clerk, a renowned skirt chaser, would be influenced by her and uh! would like stick around. Yeah, literally. So I wish my sister was here, like, so she could talk some sense to him. No, because he's fucking fit, and he'd listen to that, and then he'd at least stick around until he'd calm down a little bit. So I wish my sister was here. Then she could be subjected to some sexual trauma. Yeah, literally. Might help me keep my job, though. Yeah. Ah, patriarchy. Oh, what are sisters for? So this is the thing where I'm like, uh, there's a few themes like this, and like, just remember that Franz Kafka had three sisters. So right. it's a dynamic that, you know, 
he's seen in other places. Anyway, so Gregor then, so he's kind of like at an awkward angle coming out the door, um, but then he sees that the, the clerk's leaving, so he drops to his belly and his little legs hit the floor and he's in his fucking element and he runs towards yeah! the car. <laughs> you would vomit everywhere. Sick. And, uh, <gasps> I've thought of an add-on yeah. for this costume. Yeah. So, yeah, when you're like, it's actually like a robotic costume. So when it's flat down, it scuttles really nicely. Ew. But when it's not, so when she's doing all her stuff, it's really awkward to move and like yeah. metal really heavy. I'm sorry, Miriam. In your do- in your show, you're in a wheelchair for a lot of this. This is going to be a hard performance. <laughs> it's going to be a hard role for you. This is going to be a tricky one, but I, I, I can you know, pull it off. It'll be, it'll be magical. <laughs> so he runs past his mum, who obviously jumps up and is terrified and yeah. like knocks the breakfast stuff everywhere. He's and, like, oh. Uh, he's like, oh, not that and he kind of pauses and he's like mother mother but of course he's just clacketing at her <laughs> and so she just screams and scares her more and he notices the clerk is leaving and so he rushes on and the clerk kind of so the clerk is now exiting down the stairs in like the building so right. they're in like a flat on one level and um the clerk like senses that gregor is like coming up behind him so he kind of like projects himself off the last stairs and he just kind of hears an oof and he's gone <laughs> and um, gregor's like fuck it and then all of this kind of jerks the father out of his reverie and he's just been there like crying and so he kind of like jumps to attention and the clerk left his like cane behind so the father grabs that and grabs a rolled up newspaper and starts to drive Gregor back into his room and like out out of here you disgusting creature also so do they know it's Gregor they do I think right now that everyone's just freaking out but they never discuss the fact that it's not Gregor they just accept it it's a fever dream. Yeah, because I was going to say, surely your first port call was like, there's a massive bug and it's clearly eating Gregor. <laughs> Literally, but they're like, oh, that is a Gregor bug if ever I saw one. It's like fucking um, Shrek, when it's like, um, oh, donkey, I'm the princess, I'm the princess. Oh my God, you <laughs> ate the princess. Listen, keep breathing. <laughs> like, Look at you. That is what you feel like. Yeah. Or like, oh, Gregor ran off in the night with this big fucking horrendous sink of it. Fucking cheers, mate. <laughs> Hey, I don't see nasty things about you. <laughs> so mean. So um, Gregor is like giving his father fearful sidelong looks and begins the laborious task of turning around. <laughs> but his dad's kind of like, yeah, obviously like trying to like shimmy him off with the cane and the newspaper. It also keeps hissing at him, which disorientates Gregor. So he kind of was like got himself lined up with the door, but then he goes off at an angle. And then... <laughs> Very hard being a cockroach. Oh. Oh, and then he kind of like gets up to the double doors, but he really needs them both opening. So it'll be wide enough for him to get through. But the father and everyone's just like freaking out. Just like, no, just fucking get in there. Fucking get in there. And so he kind of gets caught on the door and oh. it rubs his flank raw and leaves stains on the door. That's disgusting. Yeah. And he gets stuck and all his legs are going wild and it's just gross. Sorry, Mary, this is going to be very uncomfortable for you. <laughs> and at this point, the father just gives him an almighty kick up ah! the ass and he goes flying into the room. Sorry, but this fits perfectly. Yeah. So I was watching some of um, Miriam's documentary thing, which is about touring Scotland yeah, with yeah. another guy. Mm. And it's just very cute because she's obviously a lesbian, he's mm. obviously gay. Um, I mean, there's a massive age gap too and everything. Mm. But it's just like, there's just no exactly yeah. like, like, spy or anything. And there's a bit when she's trying to get into the camper van 
and she gets a bit stuck because you know she's like eight years old yeah. and so he's helping her and he's like I'm terribly sorry but I think I'm going to have to touch your bum <laughs> and, she's, and she just calls back like no like break I want you to <laughs> and I just imagine like I'm sorry Greg I'm going to have to kick you in the bum I want you to I want you to to be fair it does say it's like a big release as he's kicked back in obviously like scra- scrapes into shit yeah. and then they slam the door behind him and swiftly barricade See, it Miriam you'll love it you'll be great for this so Greg Gweggle 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 she's got a bit of a, fun, a, a lisp she's got or something isn't it or has she, I don't think she does she's got quite well to do she's, I swear she's, she's something with her R's or is it just that posh thing where sometimes when posh people can't say their R's properly I don't know she's quite well to do mm. uh, flaps tight down mm, down down everybody I see your long bottom's been neglecting his ear lamafs mm, his ear lamafs when you get so posh you have to add random flows off the tongue um, Gregor awakes at, at dusk and has a big long scab down his side Ew. and he notices his sister has left a bowl of milk with bits of bread in it and milk was his favourite drink but now it repulses him and he's fucking starving so he's what do cockroaches eat? I bet cockroaches would drink milk uh, don't know gross shit so he scurries under a sofa in his room and he's feeling all ashamed he's like I'm all big and gross and disgusting I don't have a job anymore and um, my sister had to bring me food I don't even like it I'm sad um, yeah, that's the, not sad. <laughs> the next morning his sister pokes her head around the door and after sort of like looking around the room for him for a minute she um notices, she notices the fuck off giant bug hiding under a small sofa <laughs> literally where are you where are uh, uh, uh. and then she slams the door in revulsion <laughs> he's like Further embarrassed. Further embarrassed. Sister! Gross. Um, But she immediately returns as though she's sorry, takes the milk back and returns with like a smorgasbord of gross shit. (laughs) Like, let's see what Gregor likes to eat. So there's like mouldy cheese on there, old bread. Nice thing. It doesn't sound nice, but it's a nice act. It's a nice thing to do, some old bones. And uh, he particularly favours the mouldy cheese. He likes that. So this is kind of how like um, they go on feeding him, and um, the sister opens the door slowly afterwards, so she can he can sort of hear that she's coming, and he can like dart away after under like the sofa because shy, <laughs> like and no one wants to see you, Gregor. You're disgusting, um, and no one like comes to talk to him. But like, again, like yeah, they've just immediately accepted that this is Gregor. Um, but he listens and gets an idea of what's going on. Uh, they can't be that poor because they've got like you know. When, in old books, Mike, and everyone was so so poor. They had a servant and a cook. Um, <laughs> it's just like that in um, Pride and Prejudice. Like yeah. we're all going to be destitute. Oh, Susie, do do be a darling and bring in this the second row of cakes. Yeah, thank like, you, thank you, darling. Uh huh. Uh huh. They say that's well, like we have not stooped so low. We can still keep a cook. Literally, keep the cook. Well, they wish they could keep the cook. The cook, the cook begged to be let go. Um, she's like, this was not in the fucking job description. And um, she's Fair. like, because like you let her go and there wasn't much drama they were nice to her before that point she was like I won't tell anyone of what's gone on here it's fucking long and so she's off all you had to do was get some moldy cheese you didn't have to cook it's not like she was like, <laughs> like I will not be in the house with it they've got like another cook person now and um, she no, I don't mean it's like you don't have to go near him they, she you like insists like the doors locked it to keep her in the kitchen at all times like just like keep me separated um, and um, oh where am I I just uh, find oh. it weird I'm like it's not I'm gonna get him as well, like you must prepare him freshly slaughtered cat <laughs> yeah. with um, dog tongue eyeballs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That depends on gross, I'd understand. But the kid's like, And his sister anything. goes in the room, it's just yeah. like he's just in the house and just a bit gross. Or in the Wait, flat. Drama queen. Drama queen. Um 
So uh, and no one wants to be left at home alone with Gregor. Like, like sorry, scared. what do you think I'm going to do? Pin me out to your boss? I did say I'd do that. I, I did do. That. I did do that. I did do that. Um, so Gregor reflects that his sister is a talented musician, um, who he'd hoped uh, he would be able to fund so that she could go to the conservatory. So you could next pimp year. her out. So you could pimp her out. And he reflects on how he financially supported the whole family. And what will they do now? His sister will never be able to go to conservatory. How will they live? And Stick her in a glass box. It's the same. It's the same. Conservatory. He overhears that his father has a small nest egg left over from when he had the business that failed before that oh. left him in all the debt. I was like, his father has a nest. <laughs> it's growing more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Disgusting. Um, so yeah, his father has a nest egg, so a bit of money yes. left from the business. Disgusting and phrase. sounds like there's probably about two months's months months of uh, Gregor's wages left. Um, so it's not going to last forever. So they are going to have to get jobs, but it's enough to like stop them going under immediately. Um, Gregor also notes that the nest egg could have possibly been used before now to pay off some of their debts to lessen Gregor's employment sentence. But uh, no, it probably was best to keep it for an emergency like this. <laughs> I mean, bastards. I always was going to turn into a cockroach Sunday, wasn't I? Fucking bastards. <laughs> bastards. Yeah. <laughs> and Gregor feels awful that his Also just the audacity of them like, fucking coming in in the morning like, are you getting up? Yeah. Like, are you getting a job? Yeah, you fucking assholes. Well, Gregor feels awful that his family will have to work. His dad is old and fat now, and um, his mum has terrible breathing problems, and his sister should be enjoying her childhood, not having to get a job, and he throws himself onto the sofa in shame. But lol, why is it literally Gregor's job to support everyone? Yeah. Like, mm, it's your debt. You wrecked it up. Yeah. Like, doesn't have to be just on him so his sister tries to put a brave face on everything and every time she enters the room she has to run across to the window and fling it open and take some deep breaths because of the stench why is this not so bad is he pooing in there i, I don't guess. know like yeah i guess he is and i guess he's just being a giant gross bug and sticks he's not washing it's just obviously i mean bugs are very small and you never get close enough to smell them <laughs> but apparently I do, i'm now wondering what does a cockroach smell like? I think they stink. I'm, I'm very aware that you can all just hear me farting, everyone. I'm sorry, but I feel like it's setting the scene. Everything's just gross. Okay? I feel like this episode needs to be called, like, Everything's Terrible or, like, Fuck Off. <laughs> fuck Off. Everything's Terrible. Fuck Off. Everything's Terrible. Fuck Off. Um, so one day she comes in a little bit earlier and he's by the window and it kind of looks like he's lying in wait for her. But he also kind of thinks, because she's been coming in so often, maybe now she'll be able to tolerate seeing him. But she shits <laughs> and doesn't come back to I the... just get the image of him. Like, you know when, um, like... A Victorian gentleman is like stood at the window looking out. I get the image, but it's a fucking cockroach. Yeah. Sister darling! Ah! Fuck off! Um, yeah, pretty much. And she doesn't come back till the evening, is clearly really shaken, and that he sees that she can't bear to see him. So he gets the tablecloth from his room, and with great effort, he manages to put it over the sofa, which takes about four fucking hours. But now that the sofa's completely covered, so you can't see any bit of him under the sofa when he's underneath it, it's just completely covered. And then um, when he she comes in next time, he kind of peeks out a little bit and sees that her face looks really grateful. He's like, I know, I'm disgusting. <laughs> I am, to be fair. I am horrific. Yeah, you are a giant cockroach. Um, and the parents praise Greet for stepping up to the mark. And it's like the children are literally becoming the parents. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't want to go in there. However, his mother keeps saying that she does want to go in and see him. And Greet and the father are like, I don't think that's such a hard idea. 
What's that going to be good for you, sweetie? He's real gross. Um, Gregor develops a liking for crawling on the walls and the ceiling since he's got such sticky little hands. Um, <laughs> it's fucking gross. And also he um, develops a liking for hanging from the ceiling too. No. Because <laughs> he finds it easier to breathe when he's doing that. Oh, oh Miriam, we're getting magnets in the costume. Uh, You're going everywhere, you Miriam. You're going up. It's so disgusting. Just imagine the giant fucking cockroach hanging from the ceiling. It's like, where's Gregor? Where- <gasps> <laughs> Gregor, you've got to fucking not do that, mate. <laughs> like, Gregor. I'm going to knock three times every time I come in here. When I do, you're going to get the fuck off the ceiling. <laughs> you're going to hide yourself because you're terrible. Um, his sister notices um, the gross secretions that are left all over the walls. And so she thinks... Do they cockroaches sh- secrete? Uh, they, well, they stick to stuff. So they must have like a sticky thing. And he's massive. So yeah. it's just bigger scale, isn't it? Um, so, um, yeah, uh, she says that they should start removing the unused furniture from the room so it gives him more room to crawl around. And so she waits for her dad to be out one day and asks her mum to help her move, like, things like the big wardrobe. And they both come in and Gregor has hidden himself under the sofa. And then the mum starts getting, like, cold feet on the idea. And she's like, if we remove all this stuff, is it just like we're resigning ourselves to the fact that he's never going to be a human again, that we're just removing all his humanity and he will, we've just, like, left him and abandoned him to his own devices? And his sister's like, no, he needs room to crawl around. Like, he's getting fat. Like, we, we are doing this. No, there's nothing wrong with being fat. <laughs> we need to do this. We need to give him some space. And um, then... So before this, Gregor had overheard the idea about removing the stuff. And he was like, yes, amazing. It'll give me some more space to move around. Awesome. But when he hears his mother's point of view, he's like, oh, we are literally turning this into like a cave and removing yeah, all elements of my humanity. And so they start taking like the wardrobe out and like the desk, which he wrote at. And he was like, no, I don't want them to take all these things away. And so he like... um starts um to uncover himself whilst they're in the other room and he comes out and he's like right i must protect the stuff and he sees like his old carved frame on the wall and so he throws himself over it and he notices the glass feels nice and cool on his hot belly and um, his white spots yeah probably and um he thinks he won't let them take it just let them try i would rather fly in greet's face than let them take it and then the woman return end of part one <gasps> is he gonna kill him We'll have to wait till next week to see. He would rather fly in Greet's face than let them take his shit. So, gosh. Gosh. I mean, gosh. 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 I mean, surely they can see that he's like, oh, I guess you want to keep that. Fair enough. I guess because he can't talk. I mean, he is being a bit animalistic and scary right now, but I suppose he might also, he would have been losing his humanity. And there was something like um, uh, when his mum started talking about that, he was like, oh, yeah. I was kind of forgetting about all of that and all of you. I've been getting a bit roachy. You, you brought it back to me, Mum. You made me remember. You made me remember. I, I was a human once and I would like to hold on to that a little bit longer. Do you? <laughs> you big gross roach. Just, just, just set him free. Let's yeah, open the window, push him out. Just sort of like, Greta just opens the window and like, I'm going to leave this. Yes. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Scuttle out, please. <laughs> You're disgusting. So, yeah, that's part, well, my part one of Metamorphosis. So. <laughs> gross. <laughs> it's so gross. I don't want to give you mean feedback, but it was really good, but gross. It's so good. And also, I, I've cut bits out, but when he's, like, literally moving, it's like, and that scraped, and that was painful, and then I left a big pile of brown goo everywhere. And you're like, Ew! We're so horrific. So disgusting. I really want to look up a filmed version of this, and mm. it has to be Miriam. It has to be her. We'll look up the Tim Roth one if that's yeah. a thing. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed. If you did enjoy, 
check us out on Patreon, check us out on all the socials. Look up on Classical, that's where we are. Oh, yeah, and uh, we will see you next week for part two of Metamorphosis. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> For fuck's sake. Bye.